0: we We're spinning out of control, here we go For to the pedal, till it's touching the metal Let's rock and roll, yeah So and anything, get them tigers to the screeching Now the beat them check your flags, last lap Nobody can beat them It's just that it's a party, put it on in a carpool And hear us talk a lot of NASCAR in the audio Singing now we don't just want it out of
1: mode We're getting dirty around here, yeah We're in the mall. We in the marbles. Oh, uh, we in the marbles. We in the marbles.
0: Hey guys, and welcome to episode 61 of In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. I am Ethan. You can find me on Twitter at VivalaEthan. My name's Soda. You can find me on Twitter at Soda
1: underscore Hunter. Man, how you doing? Uh we're dodging tornadoes, man. Hey, that's like a Kansas thing. Mm -hmm. That's every Wednesday over here. It's been all week. Oh, it's been all week here. I'm Honestly, this is a miracle that this is even happening right now. Yeah, because where I work, uh, I work in the oil field. And when the power goes out in the oil field, the wells go down. Wells make a lot of money, you know, so they want these wells running all the time. So when trees fall on power lines, which they did today a lot, while we were at work, it all happened like oh, in a 10 minute instant, the, like the whole field, a hundred and something wells that we have half of them went out. Oh no. Yeah. And on top of that, uh, which power not restored. It's not going to be restored until sometime this weekend, which is cool. I'm off this weekend. So it's whatever. Um, on top of that, you got tornadoes ripping through parts of uh, our, our counties and our cities that we live in. Right across the interstate, which is not very far at all, maybe like two miles. It's completely destroyed over there where they don't have power. I have power though. Um, and then 30 minutes down the road is completely destroyed. Uh, it took my wife like six hours finally to get home from work today. Oh, no. With them cutting roots out of the, you know, all the limbs and stuff that had fallen down or trees that fallen down across the road. Um, not in a car. She wound up just like sitting at my mom's house for a few hours and resting there. And then about two o'clock she decided to try it. And she still had to take an alternate route because they hadn't cleaned it up yet.
0: Oh my gosh. It's just a
1: lot. It's a big mess down here right now. So it's a miracle. I'm even, I even got power and could talk to you and I'm not at work right now. It's a miracle. (laughs) Other than that, it's been going good. (laughs) That's, oh my gosh, that's wild. Like, geez louise well you know i mean you live in the in tornado alley too yeah i mean you wouldn't think that south alabama would be tornado alley but honestly we get it bad from april to right about now i'm actually surprised it we went this late but usually in april uh april's the worst month for us but dang we've
0: had it all week here man that, honestly that kind of excites me i love thunderstorms i like the um I don't necessarily
1: like the thunderstorm part of it, but weather fascinates me in general because I mean, the one thing I wanted to go to college for, which I completed a year of it and wound up just doing something different. But the one thing I wanted to go to college for was meteorology. I wanted to be one of the, not a weatherman, so to speak, come to find out that was the only position that paid anything. Yeah. Um, I wanted to be one of the people that sit at the computers and, and predict storm patterns and maybe go out into the field and study things like that. That's what I wanted to do. I thought that would be fascinating, yeah. but it didn't work out that way. But I've always found it fascinating. Even in high school, I was out chasing these thunderstorms, trying to see if I could find something, see something interesting. But I almost saw something interesting today. <laughs> yeah. It sounds <laughs> I, like it. My wife was in the middle of it. Like she was pulled off on the side of the road because you couldn't see a foot in front of her face. And then followed the damage the tornado did as she went about her business when it was over. So she was right in the middle of it. We're all really blessed right now that we're doing okay. Yeah. There are a lot of people in the area that are not. So,
0: gosh dang, that's
1: that's wild. That's awesome. It, it is wild. It's
0: not, uh, it's not awesome, but
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. It made for an exciting week.
0: Today's Sounds been like the most it.
1: exciting day, but it's been an exciting week in general. Episode awesome. 61, do, dude. Um, yeah. Can you think of anybody with a 61?
0: That's a hard number. That's a really hard number. Um, the only person I can remember that drove 61 would be Kevin LePage.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's it. Oh my god! Yeah, I can't even tell you what his car looked like.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't either. <laughs> I'm going off the beaten path on mine. It is NASCAR technically but it's the modified series. Oh, I'm going to Richie Evans. One of the most Richie famous. Evans? Yeah, one of the most famous modified drivers of all time. He drove an so, orange 61.
0: Uh, co- completely, you know, off off the off topic, but when I was a correction officer, I had a uh, a regular that would come into our jail and I booked him in. And his name was Richie Evans. It's like I, every he's other day. Probably
1: not the modified
0: driver. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But that's a good pick. I like that.
1: It's something different, right? You gotta be different. Some of these numbers, because, or you gotta go way back, mm-hmm. like really dig up the people that only have have. I mean, not literally. That's mean.
0: But um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, goodness
1: gracious. Uh, wrong wording there. These yeah. people were probably 120 years old. I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, you have to really go, uh, dig in the past to, to find these drivers that maybe only raced five or six races for this number. Yeah. You know, that didn't have any name recognition whatsoever. Like, you know, Leroy Williams drove for mm-hmm. six races in 1957 uh, or something. You know, I was like, well, Okay. He's number 61. Okay. I, I have no idea. I just made it up, but there's right that kind of stuff is, is out there. And we say, if we say something like that, we'd be like, everybody like, who? Yeah. What the heck are you talking about? Like half people probably that listen to this. Probably don't know who I'm talking about. With Richie Evans. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, I'm going to put the car up there. though. It's a cool looking car. Back when they were For racing sure. Pintos. Oh yeah. In the uh, modified series so that's it's interesting that's an interesting series i saw a youtube video on that a long time ago uh like i forget who did it i don't know if it's nascar man history or i don't think it's black flags matter um one of these people one of these uh prominent youtube like documentary style people Mm -hmm. they did a what the heck is this thing like, what are the super modifieds with the big winged modified asphalt racers? Oh, now? like mm-hmm. what are modifieds in general? You know, like, like they have these 30 or maybe not even that long, maybe about 15, 20 minute videos explaining the history of these things and why they became the way they are. I think the latest one I saw is what is a dirt late model? And it showed the oh. history of why they turned into what they are now, you know? Yeah. So it's, they're fascinating videos. And a bunch of really cool race cars from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Because that was the glory days of race cars to me. Dirt track and and asphalt and NASCAR even. When you go late 60s to mid 80s, that's glory days. Because those cars
0: were so cool looking. Yeah, for sure. I can't disagree with you. And even tonight, um, which is off topic again, at the racetrack here locally, uh, we have 360 sprint cars here which I won't be attending because I'll be going to work. But uh, pretty cool, man. I love dirt racing. Oh, Mm -hmm. man. I just tweeted something out a couple days ago that, like, I don't even remember who the the video was about. But, oh, man, it was just so. It was like a micro sprint.
1: Yeah. Without the wingless micro sprint race, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know who the drivers were. One was Kyle Larson. He wound up winning it. I don't remember the other two. but Really? Yeah. The black car was Kyle Larson.
0: No joke. Yeah, you oh, tweeted man. out a Kyle Larson victory. Good job. Oh man, I didn't even know that. <laughs> I was just watching the the battle, man. It was such an like a form of art. Oh man, I love it.
1: Uh, oh yeah, they changed the lead. It almost seemed like twice a lap. Yeah, yeah and then was you just... had a third guy get involved right there at the end of it. Yeah, it was fun to watch. I I retweeted on the in, in the Marbles account too. Oh, I love it. Um, have you watched any of that that television series,
0: Dirt? i tr- i tried to i um, did too. I, think I tried i watched i watched the first episode and then i watched like halfway through like the fourth fourth or fifth episode but i definitely want to go back and watch it all together like one after another all the way until it's completed
1: it would interest me more if it wasn't involving the biggest high budget race teams yeah Like if it wasn't the Kyle Larson show with some cameos from some other dirt drivers, it would, it would interest me more. You know, I honestly, there was a, God, there was a series. I forget what, what television station it was on. Uh, I don't know if it was A&E or something like that, but maybe TLC. TLC sounds right. Um, It was a, it was a, a series that followed a local, racing division it was like a bomber you know pure stock kind of division okay. and it was in this like town it's like you know uh, a small country town where everybody kind of knows each other and they they sometimes they work together sometimes they just keep themselves all of them got their cars in different different ways one person has a car at a, at a workshop a shop at their work another one has it in their garage that they don't park the regular cars in they keep the race car in the garage you know like like normal uh, racing, crazy people. Um, they, they had all these different storylines going through. Like you had the, the young girl that's learning how to drive, uh, Mm -hmm. in this class, you have like the, the young kid. That's the, the son to a dad. That's also racing. You have the old man. That's been racing to that, that one, that one track for like 30 years, you know, the kind of things that you would normally have. And they followed them around for a whole season. Oh, I forget the name of what it was, but man, I was watching that every single week when it come out, but obviously yeah. that kind of stuff doesn't get a lot of traction. So it didn't get renewed or didn't get put out there too much. Um, But there's been a couple of things like that. I remember there was a Bowman gray, uh, Ooh. A, a Bowman gray stadium television show that followed mm-hmm. this family in the modified class at Bowman gray. Um, I also watched the the joiners uh hunt the front on YouTube. That's kind of oh yeah. That's kind of the same the same thing. They're a local thing, they're just right down the road.
0: I was gonna say they're not too far from you.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? No, they go to all my local tracks. I've oh, seen that's them race. Awesome. Yeah, I've seen them race in person. Um it's really neat. It's neat to see all my local tracks and some people I know. And if I was like still racing, you might see my car drive around in the background of their videos, you know, just because that's where I am. You know, right. but that's about 15, 16 years too late, you know, for me to be out there right now, but still I'm a, am the Bill Venus, right? I'm a 16 year vet taking the last 13 <laughs> off or something like that. I, I think I'm hey, an man. 18 year vet taking the last uh fifteen off. I think that's what I said. Hey.
0: You know <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you can compare yourself to Bill Venus, you're doing something right. And I have won. Has Bill
1: Beanus won matches? I'm sure he has,
0: right? I'm sure he's won all of his matches. Mm. What are (laughs) you talking (laughs) about? Bionic
1: Elbow? I haven't won championships, but I've won matches. I've won races. The best I've finished is third in the championship.
0: We can't all be as good and successful as Bill Beanus. So, (laughs) I mean, don't don't take it hard on yourself. Man, my
1: car just kept breaking every single week my car broke. It seemed like, you know, it was either I was going to win or I was going to break or I was going to finish second or third and, and, or I would break. It seemed like it broke at least twice a month until we finally got situated and I was able to do pretty good. But by then you're halfway through the season, your car has been hit a few times and it ain't just quite what it was, you know? Yeah. But maybe if I could have raced full time that last year, I think I could have won championship. I, I won the last two, the last two events I was at in that car, that new, the newer car that we got, uh, the new body with the same old engine. Yeah. Um, the last two races I was in in that car, we won the heat races and feature races in both of the events, and oh, nice. led every lap in both of them. Ooh. So, and those were like three months apart when we did that because we started going on, on the road trucking
0: whatever happened to the car we sold it
1: yeah it was the dumbest decision we ever made we sold the car we were going to move up in class and i think we sold it pretty much for what we paid for the first car i think which was i mean it was it's an expensive little car because it was a proven winner you can get some yeah. money out of a proven winner you know right but the dude decided he was going to rewire where we uh put the battery we we it's hard to say we wired the battery to be behind the driver in a battery box strapped down. And he says, No, my track needs to be in under the hood. I was like, I don't believe him, but whatever. What? Yeah, that doesn't make That's, any sense. No, no tracks have huh. that rule. he doesn't like it where it is. It's fine. So he really rewired just, it. Just, yeah. Yeah. He rewired it back under the hood and then it caught fire. Oh no. Yep. I think he said he was leading and it caught fire. What
0: an idiot. Mm-hmm. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> the poor car was such a good car. It, now, admittedly, I don't think it was as fast as it was before in a certain, a certain like The old car could run third gear all the way around every racetrack I was at. It had that much torque, whether it was quarter mile or a half mile. It could run third gear, and I never had to worry about shifting, which was awesome. Because it made it fast everywhere, and it made it easy to drive as far as that goes. and i could I could focus on the fact that i I removed the right front brake and it made it impossible to drive. So I wouldn't have to be grabbing a gear and trying to catch the car at the same time. It made it fast, yes. but it stayed fast, and in years, I wouldn't have to do too much inside the car. The new car was not as fast getting up to speed in third gear. So i if I took it to a quarter mile, it really felt like I couldn't run third gear all the way around. I had to be shifting second to third in the corners. So oh wow. You know, it's just it it's something in the translation between the two cars. Um it something in the hookups just didn't I don't know what it is. I mean I'm sure it's a different gearing ratio because it was a GT model and an S D model. So I don't know, something was different about it and it just didn't feel like to me it was it was uh, working too well with that, but it still ran good on the half mile. It outrun everybody, but you're, we're, we're talking a long, long, I'm talking too much about my dang racing career. Yeah, you're good.
0: <laughs> what are you going to say? Well, I was going to ask, uh, you were talking about like championships and how you never won one. Do you have any sort of aspirations of going back and attempting to win a championship? And if you need any help with like crew chief, I, I know someone, <laughs> Um, honestly, the championship thing, it, it only really
1: excited me in the moment when I was actually close. But mm-hmm. when you had somebody out there that was actually finishing all the races, he didn't win as much as I did, but he finished in the top three just about every week. And I would win and then I would finish third, then I would break and then I would finish second and I would break. So I would it would be going like like first, third, 26, second second, 18th, you know, depending on how many cars are there that night. Usually it's between fifteen and twenty-five. Just I just couldn't get that done that year. Yeah. In fact, the person that uh, one of my friends came out and he won a lot more than I did. Um, he had a really fast little car, but he only raced half the races because he was only off every other weekend. Gotcha. So he came out every other weekend and he finished second in points. Because he won he won a lot. You know i might as well have been off every other weekend as much as i broke yeah but you know so uh, us three we were all good friends the top three in points we were all good friends so that was that was that was neat that we all finished the, together like that
0: i just yeah that was awesome i finished
1: third <laughs> but i i actually i can't remember if i finished second or third i think i finished third i didn't win that's all i know um we're gonna make this one i'm rambling but we're gonna make this one short because you got stuff going on, I got stuff going on. I'm gonna try to get this out Friday night. I hope when you're listening to this, it's late Friday night or early Saturday morning, and it had been out Friday night. That's what I'm hoping. We have all sorts of scheduling conflicts in the last couple of weeks, and yeah, we have. Yeah, you working overnights, me having uh, three nights a week in practice for flag football. Yeah. Uh, I've been working a lot this week as far as like late late days we only have like a maybe a three hour window in between your job and the end of my job most nights so we we can do this. Yeah. And that window hasn't been opening. So it's just it is what it is. We're just gonna have to grit you know grit it and get through with it right now the way it is. So we'll just uh we'll just deal. Yeah. So you didn't get to see much of Sonoma, did you?
0: Let me tell you something. <laughs> <sighs> oh, how does LA night do it? Let me talk to you. So, I am so upset with myself. So, I to say that I have been struggling with uh, the, the sleep schedule. Um, man, so I norm my days off are normally Sunday nights and Monday nights. Uh, so Saturday morning, I got home. I'm sorry, Sunday morning. I got home from work and I was, I was like, okay. So I went and and I think I'm the only person left on the on the planet that actually has cable. So I, I, I looked I, I up right on my. So we still have. Oh, I you know do.
1: We still have something. It's the live sporting events. You got to get that kind of stuff for that.
0: Yeah, I have Cox. So that's I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Multiple down there. No, do it. Bad. Oh, I heard that. <laughs> That was. That was. Um, Oh, I love this. Okay. Um. Yeah. So it's. Uh. It's spelled C O X. So Cox Communications. Um. So I went on the. (laughs) I went on the uh, channel guide. oh gosh, that popped me real, real good. Um. Oh man, I feel like we should go back and redo that just in case, because I feel like I talked over you and I kind of took away the joke. No, no, that's good. Go go for it. (laughs) Uh, okay. So I, Sunday morning I got home from work and, um, I looked up on my channel, uh, my channel search or whatever. And I saw that the the race came on at, I don't know, like one or something like that. And this is like, uh, eight, eight o'clock in the morning. So I'm like, okay, I could, I could stay up. I could stay up, man. I got about 10 o'clock and I was like, all right, I'm going to take a two hour snoozer real fast set my alarm and I'll come back out and I'll watch the race. So I woke up like four hours later and in a complete panic because for the fantasy cup, I like to put out, you know, who chose who, like the driver, uh, the driver lineup and stuff for our participants. I don't even, I had a couple drivers that or a couple participants that hadn't picked a driver yet. So I was like, Oh my gosh! <laughs> like I don't know if they got their picks in on time. Thankfully, you were there to to tell me like, yeah, you know, Nicole got hers in, Tim got his in, stuff like that. So everybody got their picks in on time. Um, I just didn't post it, and I felt horrible. So I ran out to the um, ran out to the TV and I turned it on. Thankfully, I already had the TV on the same channel. So I, I turned it on and it says three laps to go. And I thought, okay, three laps to go in stage one. Perfect. No, three laps to go in the entire race. So I'm like, Oh no, I have no idea what happened. You see what happens when you don't have stage cautions. The race actually flows. It actually
1: (laughs) goes like it should, should go. Cause you know, a Sonoma caution takes like 10 minutes. Yeah. Cause every lap is just, insanely long and they have to go a minimum three laps for a caution you know a a lap to get everybody organized a lap for everybody to get down pit road and probably another lap to get the lap cars down pit road and then another lap to get everybody set up for the restart I mean you just it's three to four laps minimum without any carnage on the track
0: right and man I was so upset because I have it recorded so like my the truck series um Xfinity Series, Cup Series, Raw, and SmackDown are the only things I have recorded. And I have no issues with any of them. So I thought, okay, after the three laps, I'll go back and I'll rewatch the race so I can be prepared for the podcast. Um, well, I go back and I see the Xfinity. I have Xfinity races on there, uh, truck races, Raw and SmackDown, but I have no Cup race. Mm-hmm. And so I waited until like an hour after the race, maybe, maybe, I don't know, like, there's something going on and I just have to wait a little bit and it'll be there and it never popped up. So <laughs> I've been waiting for highlights on, uh, YouTube. I have yet to find any sort of highlight package on YouTube. So I have literally no idea what's going on or what had happened during this race. Um, and the only way I've been able to do my quote unquote research is by listening to Denny Hamlin's podcast Door bumper clear, and they pretty much talked about the same thing, which was really not that much. It, it wasn't a whole lot that happened in the race. Um, it was, I can tell you this,
1: it was refreshing to know that there was a point it looked like this cost, this race was just gonna be caution free. You oh, actually wow. had people saying, Oh man, it's we haven't had a caution free race since so and so and so and so. I don't know, remember exactly what year it was, but it was in the early 2000s when it happened. So everybody was like excited, like, oh, this is actually going to happen today. And then let's say Hamlin took off and led at first. And I think Truex wound up doing pretty good up there, too. I don't know if he took the lead right away at the beginning of in the first part of the race, because there's two halves of this race. You had the race pre-caution and the race post-caution. Right. Um, There was a caution because on pit road, somebody let a tire loose. And it rolled across pit road. Well, I don't know if you can hear that, but my daughter's screaming out there. Um,
0: Uh,
1: Well, well, yeah, but you know, she's all right. She's out there with her brothers. Um, (laughs) All my kids are home today and it's weird that I'm doing the podcast like this. She's probably screaming for me. He's like, where are you at? Come watch TV with me. Um, Yeah. But the, the tire rolled out and it looked like on the replay, the tire was starting to roll back towards pit road, the wall. They're like, okay, well, somebody will grab it. Like, nope, caution. And they never showed the tire stopping in the middle of the pit road. They never showed it getting to the wall. I'm thinking they just wanted a caution. Yeah. I really think they were just desperate for a caution. And it mixed everything up because half the people pitted, half of them didn't. The ones that did pit, they stayed, they stayed out. Uh, the ones that, that didn't pit, they came in and did all that and now they're halfway in the back of the field and he had a whole new set of people up front like right. chase elliott ross chastain kyle bush all of a sudden kyle bush is up there in the front so you you had a completely different race you know and yeah. kyle bush like he was gonna win the race for a little bit you know and that was unexpected because he was not showing that kind of speed in the first half of the race and but X came up there like you like he was like he was going to because he's pretty dominant at this track and he went on up there and he wound up taking the lead and won the race. And other than that, the only real notable things that happened, the drivers kept trying to move the inside barriers in turn 11. I don't know if they were doing it on purpose or accidental, but more than one driver did it. They tried to move the last cause there's stacks of tires that are all bundled together. It's almost like they're duct taped together. You know, there's stacks right. of tires, like four rows of tires all stacked together to keep people on track well, they cut the corner off exiting the corner. And when they did, they would bump that tire barrier in and in, you know, even further, further inside. So then you'd have people kind of diamonding the corner because now all of a sudden you could get a much straighter run off of it. And that was having people change their line completely. And then every caution that came out, they would bump them right back out. Yeah. So it, it was interesting. That, that part was interesting to see the drivers actually manipulate the track and NASCAR just going with it until there was a caution
0: yeah so i think the reason why they do that is because they paint the rumble strip there Mm -hmm. um, and that paint will it will provide a lot of grip on their tires so they get i mean you'll you'll pretty you'll pretty much see people will bump those tires out of the way and then you'll see like drivers have all four tires above the rumble strip for all that grip or they'll put their tires on that rumble strip And they can accelerate way faster because that paint provides so much grip that they can turn their cars way faster and get back on the accelerator way, way faster than everybody else if you're not on that um, rumble strip or that paint. So my question is, let's do something about it, right? Let's like replace the tires with some like steel poles or something, you know, just like if you're going to try to, (laughs) yeah, like if you're going to try to do something, you're going to you're going to wreck well, your car. The
1: thing is, that area is used for more than just NASCAR. I, know. I mean, isn't there even a drag strip in that little spot right there?
0: I, yeah. I'm, I'm so, sure there you is. know,
1: you can't put anything permanent like that. If anything, you could put the tires uh, lined up around the inside of it and put a guardrail around it. So, it, oh, see, yeah. Know, guard a metal rail. guardrail. Oh, so it would like give if you hit it. at the same time it wouldn't be like you know damaging your car or killing you when you (laughs) run into it but that's that's gonna be semi-permanent though you know so i know they they want to use that facility for more than just nascar they use it for all sorts of stuff so i know it's kind of neat it's it's neat that there's something the drivers can manipulate a little bit that's kind of neat to me and it gets reset every time (laughs) there's a (laughs) caution Which I think there was two cautions. I could be wrong, but I think there was two cautions. Okay. Yeah, I don't know because I was
0: sleeping.
1: Um, So, only a really other thing. Martin Truex won. Um, Yeah. The only other notable thing I can think of is Ryan Blaney at the end of the race with about six to go. He went from having a good solid top ten finish, maybe even top five. Top five, Yeah. yeah. And he got... He got mad at, I think it was Corey LaJoy for dive bombing him. It might not be Corey LaJoy. I might be wrong, but I think it was Corey LaJoy for dive bombing him into a corner at the last second. Like as Blaney was making his turn into the corner, all of a sudden LaJoy shot down there and got underneath him. Yeah. So it had Blaney check up, slam on brakes and move off to the side to let him down there. And then Blaney tried to get back with him and smack the mess out of him trying to spin him out or at least bump him, But in doing so he got turned because he cut down on top of somebody's nose. And then a couple of laps later, he got turned again. So he wound up finishing. I don't even know where he finished. He had to finish in the high twenties, if not higher, lower than that. I mean, it was, that was, that was awful. I, I can't imagine that feeling with like just that you run that whole race and you get yourself in the top five and then right at the end of the race, it gets screwed up. Oh. And a lot of it's your own fault. Right. You know I mean, if he hadn't have tried to do that to Corey and just went with the corner, he'd have been fine. But I'm sure he was mad at Corey for that happening to begin with. But your reaction to things, that also plays, into a, 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 plays a role into how the outcome is. You know, if you get yeah. mad at somebody, oh, no, he did this to me. That's not right. And you try to do something back to him, but then you get messed up. Well, that's your own fault for trying to get back with him at that exact moment. You
0: know, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you, you got to take a little bit more responsibility for your actions, you know. But very, what is that word? Like a very depleting. Is that a word? I do not know that word. Depluting. Depleting? Depleting? No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a depleting. I don't know depleting.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know. I need to start reading a dictionary or something. A very, it was a very depleting day for Ryan. (laughs) I really think you mean depleting, but I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Words are fun, man. I don't know. I just make (laughs) it up as I go. Whatever. (laughs)
1: Oh, man. Uh, I don't really know much else to talk about the actual race itself. It was kind of uneventful, but it was refreshing to see everything kind of just go with the flow. We didn't have stage cautions. It was... That's always interesting to me. When you have one of these races, these super speed, super speedways and the road courses, I am 100% down for no stage cautions. You don't need them in Daytona or Atlanta. You don't need that. All right. I understand that you have them to kind of bunch the field back up and kind of restart the race a little bit. That's the point of it. They want the the, the, uh, excitement factor with it. I get that. You're disguising it as a point system. That's not what you're doing. We all know what you're doing. It's just like the phantom debris cautions they used to have. Now they don't have to do that right. anymore because they have guaranteed two cautions a race, right? You know, so now they have. What, what what happens in the one race they don't have cautions? They have a phantom
0: tire caution. <laughs> yeah, and I think honestly, if, if we went to a point where we took away state caution stage cautions, I feel like that would that would be a almost a regular thing. Mm-hmm. You know, could you imagine going to Nashville and like just, oh, there's a random tire just yeah. rolling out into the infield? Like, you know, it's like, okay, come on now. Like, or, uh, oh, look at that debris on the back straightway and they're going to pick it up at the state. Yeah. 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 Something like that. I've, I've seen like, cautions oh.
1: for like tape and stuff before. That's, oh my gosh. Just, you just want to pull your hair out. It's like, why did you stop the flow of this race? Just, right. you, you're manufacturing excitement if there's not any excitement in the race, that's just how the race is playing out. Not every game is going to come down to a last second, uh, Hail Mary pass. You know, not every game is going to come down to a pick six to win the, to win the whole thing or the championships. Not everything is going to come down to that. Not every race is going to come down to five cars running, you know, four or five wide at the end of the race for the win. It isn't going to happen that way. Sometimes you have one person that's just going to kick everybody's butt. That's how it is. Alabama win games 50 something to nothing once in a while. You think they're going to manufacture ways for Tennessee or, or whoever else to come back on them? No, that's not, that's not what they do. (laughs) Sometimes you just beat somebody's butt. That's just how it is. And that's how it is in NASCAR. And you just kind of got to let this stuff flow out. It makes the, makes the other races
0: that much more special. It really does. And spot on for what you just said. Like I could not say it better myself. And I mean, yeah, every week you're not going to have this crazy
1: like moment on Twitter or something that's going to show the end of the race and everybody's going to freak out about it and all that. I know that's what they want. They want that social media thing because I know college football has and NFL football, too. They have the thing where some race, some games are going to be like really exciting and then some games won't. But they always have at least an exciting game. So they have something right. to show because they have like 30, 50 games or however many is in each league out there, you know? So somewhere there's going to be some excitement. Even if one game's a blowout, this game might not be, you know, NASCAR only oh, has yeah. one race a week. I get that, but it's also a sport. It's not wrestling and you can't right. try to make it wrestling. That's just my personal opinion. I know some people don't feel that way. They like the manufactured stuff i i like some of it i like double file restarts i like that they implemented that i like the green white checkered stuff so they try their best to have it not under caution i like that but yeah i don't like the the, the just trivial cautions to kind of have stuff you know <laughs> appear more exciting than it actually
0: is but right anyway that's the whole other topic. Yeah. So, uh, I think the only thing I have left for Sonoma is, uh, Matt camper got the victory, uh, solo victory. He was the only one that picked Martin Truex jr. In the fantasy cup. I was gonna, I was gonna say, if, uh, if you had, if you had, if you had all that pulled up. Yep. I sure do. So, um, really interesting cause Matt was set in second in the uh points and justin the points leader did not have a good day so uh because he and i picked the same person and what do you know daniel suarez drops the ball again um justin is still the point standings leader with uh he has a point lead of 20 points now that's it 20 points matt is setting second with two wins drew is setting third with two wins john brown is setting fourth with one win you are setting Fifth with two wins. Jessica is setting sixth with one win. RJ is still right there in the top five uh top ten. He's setting seventh with two wins. Josh is eighth with one win. I am ninth with one win. Tim, look at Tim. <laughs> Dude, he is top ten with three wins. And didn't pretty much start to all the races. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's kicking everyone's butt. Um, I mean, he's kicking everyone's butt. You know, that's not in the top ten. Uh, Billy is eleventh. He is still looking for his first win. Rock is setting twelfth with one win. Nicole is thirteenth with no wins yet. Uh, Caitlin is setting fourteenth. She has really taken a a a bomb. Yeah, <laughs> dude, she is. She was up there like she was. Top five. She was gonna write with me and Drew, and she has found her way down to 14th, which is okay because hey, guess what? We are halfway through the season, so you have what 16 more races to pull things around. Uh, so and then uh, Joe is setting 15th with zero wins yet, uh, and Jody is back to 16th with one win. Um Really, really
1: cool to see the points tighten up. I mean, no no offense to Justin. No offense. Yeah. But we're not going to make a manufactured uh, interesting and exciting championship race. It's not right. going to happen. If you kick everybody's butt, you kick everybody's
0: butt. You deserve it. That's right. But that doesn't mean that we're not rooting for it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, I would still like to think that I have a chance to win this. I but, mean, you know, the trophy is still in its box. It's in our other house
1: right now. It's just sitting in its box and it's packing. And because uh, I kept the box and I kept all the packing because I was going to tape it back up and mail it off. But if I don't have to mail it off and it sits on my mantle, it sits on my mantle. I can't help it. You know? Yeah. Just, that's just how it is. And I think everybody's I would, pretty much seeing that we're being as fair and transparent as we can with this, because I mean, <laughs> me and you aren't exactly yeah. one two in this thing.
0: <laughs> Not at all. I I mean, oh man. even if this was last season where it was just you and I, we went through uh, by average points. I would still be getting my my butt kicked right now. <laughs> so. It's not good. It's not a good season for me. And I was talking all that smack and it's literally for nothing. But speaking of the fantasy participants, uh, Jody actually has a secret question for us. Okay. uh, Go ahead. Well, I say, us. I already know what the question Mm -hmm. is, but uh, his question, he sent it to us uh, for episode 60. We just didn't have enough time because I was running late for work. Uh, But his question is, if all the equipment was equal who do we think would be the top driver, whether it's past or present? Well, Mark Martin already proved that. Uh, he is the
1: all-time IROC championship winner. So, Mark. Martin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I kind of—that's what IROC is, right? I mean, you're talking about if yeah. uh, if the Cup Series was IROC. Yeah. Right, so, um, if everybody SRX or SRX. Is, or SRX um, everybody's in the same equipment, same car, same made by the same people. And they just kind of randomly hand out numbers. Okay. This is your car. This is your car. This is your car. And yeah. And, and I brought that was 12 of them. I think it's the same in SRX. Uh, I think mm-hmm. they added a 13th one week. Um, might've been the week that I was there too. Actually, I think it was a five flex week. They added a thirteenth car cause of the Castroneves. And I think he wound yeah. up winning it. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah you're talking about just cup alone in the past they they the iRoc series and they they uh brought in um indycar drivers they brought in um uh i want to i think it was just cup indycar and i know there was a dirt guy here and there uh maybe mm-hmm. there was a trans am guy here and there you know it was more cup than anybody else and mark martin dominated that series I mean, he won yeah. so many championships in that series, and that really showed what he had, you know, as far as the driving ability. Everybody knew he could drive. I mean, dang, he's won, like, what, right. six second-place finishes in the cup or something yeah. something crazy like that. Uh, the best driver without winning a championship in the history of NASCAR, 100%. Oh, 100%, yeah. Nowadays, at this current stage right now, um, it, I mean, it's got to be Kyle Larson because he's—I mean—he's winning in everything. You just posted a video winning in a little micro sprint race. You know, I mean, I think Kyle yeah. Busch won a micro sprint race not too long ago, too. Literally last week, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it it would go down to one of those two. I would lean Larson just because he's younger, and probably a little bit more bolder at the moment. Just that's what comes with veteran status. You know, you kind of tend to pick your shots and somebody like Kyle Larson just go for everything. Which can help and hurt right. you at the same time. Um I mean everybody says it. It was said on the broadcast last week. They think Kyle Larson actually is the best race car driver in the entire world at the moment. That was said on the broadcast yeah. last week by one of the drivers, I think. So I mean, I
0: I would say Kyle Larson, honestly. But So the way I took this question was in the Cup Series. Mm-hmm. If everybody had the same equipment, who would be the best driver based off talent? That's kind of how I took mm-hmm. it. And to shout out our friends from uh, Tales from New State, I actually kind of, right off the top of the dome, I want to try to do a top five. Um, so I would say... To answer the initial question, Kyle Bush. That's my that's my answer. I think Kyle yeah. Bush, when it's based off of talent alone, it would uh, be him or Kyle Larson. Bush. If, if, I think honestly it'd be tossed up. I would lean Larson yeah. lean Bush. So. Absolutely. But like my second one would be Kyle Larson. Mm-hmm. Uh my third would be Mark Martin. My fourth. Oh gosh. I thought about this earlier. Uh what was it? Kyle Bush, Kyle Larson, Mark Martin. Oh, I'm gonna. Oh no. If we're doing a top oh, five no. off the top of my head,
1: if we had equal equipment, I would do Larson Bush. I like I like Mark Martin ahead of Earnhardt, but maybe not a whole lot. I I can see that, yeah. Maybe, and I honestly would probably go Tim Richmond fifth.
0: Ah, that's who it was. Tim Richmond. Yeah. I, I thought uh Bush, Larson, Martin richmond and earnhardt maybe i mean it's not
1: it's not disparaging uh people like maybe david pearson
0: who is also yeah. very
1: good but i don't know there's there's like an x factor to some of these guys like with dale yeah. earnhardt and kyle larson and kyle bush and even mark martin just because he's so consistent like he was just so yeah. and you know it's funny because it would also depend on what kind of track you put them on you just talking about overall right. in general I would say Mark Martin because I've seen him win on everything between road course, super speedway, and short track. But if you're just doing short tracks, I'm putting Rusty Wallace in the top five. Right. Because he'll win all of April back in the 90s because that was all short track month. You know, he would he yep. would win Bristol, win Richmond, win North Wilkesboro, win Martinsville, and then go on the Talladega wreck. Yeah, all in one month, yeah. too. <laughs> well, for the for the
0: short tracks. Mr. September, right? Uh, Mr. I guess April, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I got. It. Was it Mr. April? Uh, no, Rusty wasn't Mr. Anything. What
0: am I? thinking You're thinking of, thinking of
1: Harry Gantt, Mr. September.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, because he won four in a row in September in I 1991. It was Mark my bad. Mm-mm. Yeah, see, I wasn't even alive, so <laughs> give me some credit. <laughs> Noah Grayson is the uh, Mr. September at, at in my lifetime, I guess. Two things about Noah Grayson, real quick. Uh, yeah. One.
1: Denny Hamlin pulled a Noah Grayson this week. So them two are the same driver. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he'd appreciate yeah. that comment. Uh, he slapped the inside of the wall uh, coming off of turn 11, going to the start finish line, just like Noah Grayson did at the uh, all-star race, which was so funny. Not funny yeah. really, because he hit a, he hit a ton when he, <laughs> yeah, did he did it. But I was like, oh, you're just like Noah Grayson. <laughs>
0: If I had a dollar for every time I did that on NASCAR Heat 5 at Phoenix trying to dive bomb the that uh coming to the I don't know what turn it is uh turn 3 going like, but off the
1: straight back straight away and not
0: just past the yeah. top of the sun? yeah it's turn 3 yeah the old turn 1 oh, yeah the old turn 1 yeah mm-hmm. dude I try to dive bomb that turn <laughs> every single lap and I will smack that wall and it's like gosh dang it one more. I will do
1: it on the roval I do I do that all over the place on the roval.
0: Just that roval's awful. Uh Oh um I love to watch it, but Lord, I cannot drive that roval (laughs) in Nascar. Oh I love that. Oh I win there all the time, but it's not you know, I hit that wall just like you do every time. There's a couple of games, a couple of
1: tracks on there I cannot get ever. I don't know if you can hear my daughter, but she is constantly going in the background. hey she's going she's she's living She's going to show up or not show up. I don't know.
0: I, sh- I can sure hear it. She's been rattling the doorknob too sometimes trying to get in this room with me. She is living her best life, but we're going to hurry up and try to get this uh, done with. But I know we're wanting to kind of shorten the episode a little bit, but I have some things that we can just run through really fast. Um, I have Austin Sendrick is, and I'm just going to read it the way I have it. Austin Sendrick is a really great broadcaster. Super funny. Uh, which did he broadcast the Xfinity race
1: Xfinity race? You know, I yeah. didn't watch it. Okay. Had to work. Good. So.
0: Uh, next one I have. Ethan is an idiot. We already talked about that. <laughs> uh, caution pit road tire. We already talked about that. So here's an interesting fact. Uh, the NFL team, Seattle Seahawks mm-hmm. will travel 30,000 miles for their entire season. Uh, for the NFL, according to Trackhouse racing, Trackhouse has already traveled 2000, um, sorry, 29,982 miles this season, and we're only halfway done. Yep. Yes. I
1: thought that was pretty The cool. NASCAR schedule is insane. It's almost yes. as bad as a uh, wrestling schedule.
0: Uh, in other news, TRD, racing, uh, Toyota Racing Development President David Wilson, leaves little to no doubt Jimmy Johnson will compete in a Toyota in select NASCAR Cup Series races in 2024. Uh, I, don't <laughs> I, I don't care. I don't care. I don't think Jimmy Johnson just switching over to Toyota is going to make that much of a difference. Uh, the only way it would be is if he runs a Toyota at Daytona or Talladega. I'm sure he's going to try to win the Daytona 500, which I think is the best shot that that team has to win a race. You think they're going to share any knowledge or anything with uh, Gifs? Um, I don't I think at this point they have no other option because if you have six, uh, what 16 Chevys and 12 Fords, and you only have what four, five, six mm-hmm. Toyotas, and then you have uh, six, seven, eight, possibly nine Toyotas, I have a feeling that you have to, and I think Toyota is going to be really excited to have a name like Jimmy Johnson. Um, the I don't understand like David Wilson, I'm sour on him uh due to to the whole Kyle Bush thing situation. I don't know, he reminds me of like division. Okay. You know what I mean like the the like division like I just I never understood it. Um and d- like don't even get me started on long division. <laughs> I I don't even know how to do short division. So, I don't know. He just <sighs> David Wilson is just not my favorite person. Okay. <laughs> Uh Do you have any? I thought about that. Not really. I mean, I'm I'm not okay. following Jimmy
1: Johnson's deal at all. Honestly, he's just he shouldn't have, he shouldn't have drove again.
0: Yeah, I I am right there with you. I don't think he should have. Yeah, he's he's uh, tarnishing come- what he's what he's had accomplished. It seems like he's like he's tarnishing his legacy, One.
1: so to speak. One pun intended. Tarnishing his legacy.
0: Ooh, that was that was savage. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you, 100%. He's not the Jimmy Johnson that used to be NASCAR Superman, so that's up to him. Uh, a couple weeks ago, you probably heard us talking about the uh, the fiasco of Lionel Racing and uh, Winter Circle mm-hmm. with the race-to-win die and stuff. Did you see the news? I haven't seen any updated news. Is there updated news about that? Oh, yes. They finally released uh, the information. So uh, Greenlight Collectibles have acquired the license for uh, hendrick motorsports items where they will turn 164 scale first win diecast for hendrick motorsports such so like uh kyle larson's first win in hendrick jeff gordon jimmy johnson oh gosh uh alex bowman william byron and chase elliott so all of their first wins with Hendrick Motorsports in the 164 scale. They're going to replicate those, but they're going to put them on a 1969 body style chassis. What? That's that's the news. That's stupid. That's really stupid. <laughs> so my question is... Oh my God, that's dumb. Not a question. It's, haha. ha I knew those... Those pictures of the Kyle Larson raised win, uh, but Fontana wasn't there an Austin centric too, though? Yeah, there's an Austin centric, so I don't know what is <sighs> I think those were just customs, uh, it has nothing to do with winter circle, has nothing to do now. Unless I'm completely, unless this is just something different, unless this is something different and they're still working on that, I don't know because. Uh, people would be tweeting Lionel Racing, the picture of the Austin Sendrick and the, and the Kyle Larson, and Lionel Racing would reply as, stay tuned with the eyes, you know, kind of looking off like, mm-hmm. ooh, I don't know. So I don't know if this is just two separate things or if this is what they were talking about. It's got to be. Um, it's got to be two separate things. I sure hope so because I I don't know about you. I could care less if a 20 – like, for instance, Alex Bowman drove the 88, um, whatever his sponsor was, and got his first win for Hendrick at sh- uh, Chicagoland in 2019. So imagine that race car with the confetti, with the dirt, with the damage, whatever it was on that car in victory lane, well, but on a 19- – On a Chevelle or something? On a 1969 chassis. Ugh how i mean that's if, i don't if you think go to a a an indoor like an
1: antique mall or an indoor flea market or something like that you still see cars from 25 years ago that they made in the blister pack on card in package and they're selling them for a dollar with these yeah. nascar even the gold ones even the gold plated ones from the 50th anniversary where they they had the nascar paint jobs from back then but they're on these like 57 Chevys and you know these old cars like that you still see that to this day in these antique right. malls and stuff, and nobody's buying them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I didn't buy them Whoops. at the time
1: either. I thought that was dumb. And I was a kid collecting. I was all into it collecting then. I was buying everything. I wanted one of every driver because I wanted to complete sets and stuff like that. And right, I was not buying that stuff. I was like, this is dumb. Why do I want why do I want this? Like the only way I would I would buy classic looking cars like that as if it was originals, right. like If Hot Wheels or Johnny Lightning, Johnny Lightning was a good one. If if they came out with like a class of cars, like it was a, like a street stock type class or a bomber looking class that had a had a bunch of original paint jobs and then you could like make up your own stories with them as you would like play them as a kid, play with the cars and stuff. So that's what I would always do. I would always try to find race car, like any car, maybe a Hot Wheels Matchbox, Johnny Lightning, anybody that had numbers on them and that was like in the same type of body style. When I was a kid, I would try to find all that kind of stuff so I could actually play with the cars and make classes and they wouldn't be mimicking NASCAR. They would be doing their own thing. You know, that's what I would always do if it was anything other than a NASCAR buy. I didn't want NASCAR paint jobs on these cars or these vintage right. cars or anything like that. I just, I don't know what they're. I don't know who they're going
0: after for that. I, don't- I yeah, it's they're not hitting my feels about it. And I, when I was little, kind of going back to kind of uh, piggyback on what you were saying, I would just go out and try to find funny cars. Mm-hmm. Like I am not a you know a drag strip fan. I've never been to one. I you know I think it's fascinating, and I'd love to go to one one day. But when I was younger, I would find the one sixty four funny cars. And I would use them as dirt modifiers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know why that brings back a connection, but yeah, this nineteen sixty-nine stuff, I'm just like, whatever. Isn't that when they landed on the moon? Yeah. <laughs> oh, good deal. I'm
1: I'm guessing if <laughs> they're Chevy's they gotta be Chevelles or something. But on top of that, they at first I was listening to you, I was like, Oh, so they're not gonna do like Terry Labani's first win with them, uh right. Tim Richmond's first win with them or uh daryl walchup's first win with them they're gonna, not gonna do with these old classic cars that's too bad but then you said they're gonna be on 69 bodies I like uh oh, never yeah. mind i don't care even though i would admit a tide car a tide 17 car on a 69 chevelle would probably look pretty cool but i wouldn't buy it i'd look at it and be like oh yeah. that's neat and i would let put it back on the page it's cool. gonna be five or six dollars i'm not paying five or six dollars for a 164
0: scale If not more than that, depending on how much detail they put in them. Yeah, it's, I don't know if this is a one wave thing or I don't know. It's It's just, I know it sounds like an uh, online
1: exclusive.
0: I hope so because don't clog up our our pegs with stuff like that. You know, no thanks. I went
1: to Walmart the other day, didn't have anything, no NASCAR whatsoever. I was so aggravated. I was like, I know these new waves are hitting, but this particular Walmart didn't have anything. I was like, that's a wasted dang trip.
0: Yeah, uh, speaking of uh new waves, they, did you see who's in uh twenty-three wave one? I don't reckon I did. I saw where they
1: just released uh some up on the website, but I don't know if that was twenty-three wave one.
0: Yeah, that was wave uh wave one, but we can get into that next week. Yeah, yeah, let's we're running. Yeah, let's push that off the next yeah. week. We'll talk more about the die cast and stuff. I just know thing wasn't in it.
1: Um yeah. all this paint jobs he has, I just don't want to put every single one of them out there. That's fine, It's whatever. Um, speaking of Chastain, I think I'm going to have a giveaway for the July 4th race at Atlanta.
0: Ooh. Okay.
1: We haven't had a giveaway in a couple weeks and the next race is Nashville. We're not going to go into that. We'll talk about that next week. We have an off week this week. So everybody in the fantasy cup, just, just take a breather. Take a break. Yeah. Enjoy your, your father's day weekend. Have, have fun doing whatever you're going to do. You don't have to worry about the NASCAR race. You don't have to worry about making a pick. We'll hit it hard next
0: week. Going to the music. I will be, I will be posting um, a little bit of a like a topic. It's not anything anybody has to actually participate with. uh, Participate with, uh, on the Facebook group on Sunday, just to, I don't know, have conversation with our with our Mm -hmm. participants rather than just hey, who's your driver? Who's Mm your driver? (laughs) I want to actually like kind of, hey, tell a story. I don't know. So uh, look out for that on Sunday. And yeah, that's all I got. Well, let's, uh, let's skip past all the,
1: uh, drafting partners and stuff like that. We're not going to do a commercial break on this episode. We're not going to do drafting partners. You're going to go ahead and get on out of here. We'll take care of some of that next week before we get out of here, man.
0: Is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything else you want to add? Uh, Happy birth, happy late Mm -hmm. birthday uh, to my sister-in-law, who she celebrated a birthday on the fourteenth. Drew Vinsel, one of my absolute best friends, uh, celebrated his thirty-fifth. Really fast. Did you know you were five years old when Drew was born?
1: Um, And I I realized that it was sick tattoo. By the way, he he got like a Medusa head tattoo. That's
0: really cool. So, hang on. You were five when Drew was born. Mm and then drew was five when i was born (laughs) how weird is that five 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 i don't know if that means anything but uh yeah he has a really sweet tattoo that he got for his birthday he was kind of we were snapchatting back and forth because i got one of his birthday gifts and i'm really excited for him to see it but like the other part of it is not coming for another month so (laughs) uh, anyways happy birthday to him happy birthday to sarah um happy father's day this cup this coming sunday to all the fathers out there but other than that as always peace love and all the above all right
1: and uh we'll see you next time in the marbles